Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. Good afternoon, my friend. Kevin James, are you in uh, gloomy Cape Town? No, I'm actually not, uh, Ernest. I'm in Johannesburg enjoying your beautiful weather. Actually, I'm at the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, oh. more specifically. Fantastic. I've uh, been at a, a conference with uh, dealing with sustainability, the Sustainability Summit in the mining sector. So very interesting and inspiring, but I think I'll share that with you next week. All right, great stuff. Sustainability is what we're all about. Now, uh, an Italian company, uh, Kevin, has developed an easily transportable 3D printer that can build houses out of natural materials such as mud or clay. Uh, please tell us more. Yeah, so Ernest, I love uh, this uh, this technology or this innovation. It's absolutely come from nowhere in the last five years and is really almost mainstream already and very few people actually know about it. You know, this technology is being used to print everything from cars to actually prosthesis for people and turtles. So it's quite interesting. The 3D printing of a house has been done before. It's been done in components, but never as simple and as cost-effective as this. And this Italian company is called Wasp. They unveiled their first 3D printer that can build a house from clay, mud, water, dirt, natural fibers, and listen to this, in one continuous print run. Hmm. So this is a classic example of biomimicry, which we've spoken about before. This is nature-inspired design. And in this case, it's based on the design of the potter wasp, which is mimicked where they build their nests with layer upon layer of mud into a round clay pot-like dwelling. So anyway, this model is called the Big Delta. It's 12 meters high, this print which is quite big, but the developers claim that the product it builds will be significantly more environmentally friendly than dwellings built by conventional methods and materials. Mm-hmm. They claim it uses a fraction of the energy, the materials, mud, clay, etc., can be locally sourced around the house, around in the local area, and has a fraction of the carbon footprint that cement and concrete has. And even though the printer could print in cement as well, it's really against the developer's eco-friendly ethos, is what they claim. Another major benefit of this way of building is that the cost-benefit is that can be built at a fraction of the cost because it can be constructed with a very fast turnaround and you do not require the logistics and the people and the whole production around building a normal house. It works like a conventional filament-based 3D printer, except everything at a much larger scale, obviously, and the frame is massive but very lightweight, so it can be transported. That, thing needs, that, that part of it needs to be transported and assembled, and the frame supports a giant printing nozzle that slowly extrudes the walls and the ceilings of this entire house in a circular motion layer upon layer from the ground up. Quite amazing. I have to say, I love this stuff. It certainly sounds like, uh, uh, Kevin, just very briefly, the CSIR, Climate Change Research Center, is sounding yet another warning, uh, this time to Sub-Saharan Africa, about disproportionate temperature changes due to global warming. Yeah, so obviously I don't like to sound too alarmist, and some of the stuff does come across as being alarmist, but this is nothing new. We know that Africa, and in particular sub-Sahara Africa, is more susceptible to the impacts of climate change than most countries around the world. Africa's subtropical regions are warming at approximately one and a half times the global average. So we in South Africa sit on the tropic, and this has meant uh, temperatures increases in the last few decades of nearly one degree Celsius, which may not seem a lot to people, but it actually has very, very large impact on the whole value chain and ecosystems. And this, uh, this may not seem hectic, but uh, which uh, it's actually an alarming rate. And it's, if it's sustained, could mean they've projected a trajectory of about 3.2 degrees Celsius increase this century without even considering the increase in carbon emissions during the period, which doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. So the research is called Projections of Rapidly Rising Surface, surface Temperatures in Africa uh, with Minimal Carbon Emissions Mitigation. And it was published by NASA, actually, the Goddard Space flight center in California, mm. and its aim really was to consider the impact of climate change on 
the African content. Um, Ernest, we know the situation. We're going into COP21 at the end of the year. South Africa needs to take responsibility. We need to keep temperatures below 2 degrees Celsius. We're going to have runaway climate change. We're going to have water shortages. We really need to take, uh, take this very seriously and take responsibility. My biggest concern in South Africa in terms of, is in terms really of our agriculture, where rainfall has dropped off significantly in real terms in recent times, and the biggest impact, uh, biggest issue is impact on subsistence farmers. And we have 3 million of them in South Africa, Ernest, uh, which means about approximately 12 million people in South Africa could be facing increased food insecurity issues and a whole lot of other stuff. So, yes, I think people need to start considering this and not just seeing it as this alarmist fringe uh, element that is just trying to scare everybody, but it's actually very, very real and scientifically supported. Mm, It is real and it gets real every day. Uh, Kevin James, uh, we'll chat about the conference you're attending next Wednesday. Nice one, my friend. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Fantastic. Kevin James, regular guest on the show from GCX Africa.